Thank you for listening to Community Forum. My name is Johnny Chandler. I'm the owner and the host of Community Forum. And with me today is Samantha Smith. Samantha Smith is the program coordinator for the Carlsbad Anti-Drug and Anti-Gang Coalition. Samantha, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Great. So uh, as I've been telling some people in my recent interviews, I'm very new to Carlsbad. I do love the community, but I'm still learning a lot about it. And so this Community Forum is a great opportunity uh, for me to learn all about Carlsbad and tell everybody else at the same time. So go ahead and give me a little bit about what the Carlsbad Anti-Drug and Anti-Gang Coalition is and what they do. So we more or less are trying to build and strengthen the capacity of our community to create a safe and healthy and drug and gang crime-free environment. Okay. So does I'm new to Carlsbad. Does Carlsbad have gangs? Yes. I haven't noticed. Is Carlsbad, Carlsbad has the graffiti issues as well? Very much so. Okay, and we have a crime problem? <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, I'm from Albuquerque, so I'm not sure that the crime problem is the same as up there, but I, I, it would definitely, I, knew, I met somebody the other day that um, had their car stolen out of their driveway, which is sure. really sad as well. So well, crime does exist everywhere, we know that. And then um, I grew up in small towns as well. So my question about growing up in a small town is I'm very aware that there's, uh, there's drugs readily available for young people in the community. So we, there's issues with drugs in the community as well? Yes. Fentanyl is our big one right now. The fentanyl, and there's obviously been some very um, statewide, nationwide news stories about some really horrible fentanyl overdose deaths uh, here in our community, including, including some young people as well. Yes. Right. So, um, so it's very important that young people are, are taught, and adults as well, about you know drugs, the harm that they can do, and everyone needs to get educated on the dangers of fentanyl. Right. I mean, drugs are dangerous and bad in general, but when it comes to fentanyl, I think it's a whole nother game. Police departments are telling us about this all the time, all over the country, but I'm not sure that the message is getting out there to everybody. So I'm glad that you're here so we can talk about what the coalition is doing to make sure that uh, we do our best to try to keep our young people clean so they can be uh, contributing members of society. So do me, a, do me a favor a little bit and tell me what is the one thing that you guys do? Do you guys, how do you mobilize community efforts to go ahead and make sure that we, we do our best to keep young people off of drugs? Um, we participate in schools. So we do school presentations. We do parent presentations. Um, we work really closely with our youth. We have our own youth council and um, we do several community events. We try to tag on to all community events to provide just safe, clean opportunities for the youth to participate in alternatives to drugs and alcohol. Okay, so any event that I would go to in Carlsbad or Southern Eddy County, um, I could expect to see the anti-drug and anti-gang coalition there with the booth telling me what's up? Most of the time, yes. Okay. Excellent. So what about like the third Thursdays, the farmer's market downtown on Thursdays and the third Thursdays, you guys always attending those? So last year we participated every third Thursday um, regarding the canine fundraiser. Um, we we tagged on to helping the Carlsbad Police Department fund their canines. Um, so we're up to four canines with that. Um, this year we do anticipate doing the farmer's market again. Um, in different efforts, we're trying to reach more youth to have more youth participate in our youth council um, and reach more parents and being able to do parent presentations and make them aware of things like um, stash compartments that kids have access to and um, just current trends that they may not be aware of. 
Okay, excellent. So give me a, we know what the vision is. The vision um, is to have a drug and gang crime-free community here in Carlsbad that is safe for all citizens and visitors with positive futures for our children, right? Every community wants positive future for their children. It starts when they're young, starts with education, starts with, with coalitions. Can you give me a little bit about the Carlsbad Community Anti-Drug and Gang Coalition history? Kind of, kind of how did this thing get started? Yeah, so um, it was based off of concerned parents in Carlsbad. Um, they found drug use among teenagers being on the rise, and there was no collective community effort or available resources to address the concerns for the community or parents. Okay. So they got together and they realized that drugs were becoming a problem in their community. Uh, these are the, the, these are the leaders of the community. So these are adults, the adults of the community at that time. And as we know, as, as generations grow, uh, the drugs and problems seem to become more prevalent, more available, right? When, um, Maybe with the current mayor of Carlsbad was a young man. There may have been way less drugs around floating around than there are now. Certainly way less options and way less way less ways to get them, right? So right. they started this coalition at basically the beginning. They noticed there was drugs in their community. They knew it was detrimental to the community. So they started a coalition to, to, to prevent that, to help with that. Right. Okay. So kind of give me an idea of who they are. Who are some of the, the history? You may or may not know any of these guys, right, <laughs> sure. that started this. And there's, um, some, there's some great women in there as well. But there's a few names that are on your website that were very instrumental um, to starting this coalition. So let's give them some credit. Sure. Um, so one was Mayor Bob Forrest, City Councilman Jeff Diamond, volunteers Joe Pat Willman, Woods Otten, and several others. Yeah, there's just so many to mention, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Carlsbad's a real tight community. They really care about their youth and everyone, I've noticed. Um, anybody will help you any time of the day. So it's great that they've done that. So now we, we had a great group of people that started this. And now we need a great, we need a great group of people to continue this. But let's, let's talk for a second why we need to continue this, right? Sure. We had a great program going. But now uh, COVID kind of got in the way. COVID got in the way of everyone. COVID got in the way internationally. It got in the way locally. So let's talk a little bit about how COVID kind of hurt us and how it hurt your coalition in reaching young people. Sure. So um, one of our big our big issues with COVID was not being able to be in the schools. We were so restricted from being in the schools. And we, we prior to COVID, were very active in doing um, – presentations and things like that within the schools. So it really took a hit on not being able to be in the schools and not being able to do activities because we were so restricted on COVID limitations that we weren't, we weren't active in a lot of different ways that we normally are. Yeah. How, uh, how effective would a anti-drug and gang coalition zoom call go compared to being in person? Like how, how well, how does that work? It was difficult. It was very difficult. Um, for example, our teen court. Our teen court, we had to switch to virtual when COVID hit. Um, and that took a whole toll on us because you have internet issues. And you have kids that they don't get the full court setting. So it's not a serious game to them when it truly is. The teen court is a full court setting. And so... You don't get the full effect. They don't take it as serious. It's very hard to keep them engaged. It's very hard to keep them on track with the matter at hand. Right. So let's just go ahead and jump right into teen, to teen court then, because I noticed you guys do teen court, and COVID affected teen court um, a lot. And obviously COVID uh, it 
if large groups of people aren't gathering, you're not getting your message out to a large group of people at one time, right? right? Now, teen court, and I just want to jump into that because I know how important that is. Teen court is a legitimate court, correct? It is like, it is. Yes. So our referrals come from municipal court and magistrate court. Um, so any youth that has been sent over, um, whether that's a traffic violation or it can be something from the schools, um, we get though, they will refer them over to us. And then there's a whole program that they go through. They go before, um, youth attorneys. So we have youth attorneys that volunteer to participate in our program. They come in, they're trained to on the defense side, but they're also trained on the prosecution side. Um, and they, they will prosecute those cases and, um, be able to get an outcome. And then those, defendants at that point are required to comply with jury duty nights and um, service learning hours. And that was another thing that we had to alter through COVID because they were so restricted on what they could do for service learning that we really had to alter our end of things to be able to make it a successful program for the youth. I wonder how many uh, young people that ended up going through teen court when they made a, a minor mistake in their youth, ended up being lawyers? You know what? Um, I don't know necessarily about that, but we um, offer scholarship opportunities for our youth attorneys. And we actually just had um, a gentleman that went through our program, went to UNM, just graduated, and has just now past his LSATs to get into law school. And so he is, he's going all the way. And that's all because of maybe uh, getting involved when he was younger or maybe a small mistake when he was younger. Yes. That's that's incredible. And that's exact, that's exactly what it's for. And it's, it gives them, I mean, you're, I'm probably telling you what you know already, but basically it gives them that real life situation without necessarily having to have this one mistake consequent follow them for the rest of their life. Yes. Right. We want to we want to get them involved. We want to get them engaged. So maybe they'll be a little more uh, reactive and a little more responsible after their mistake as a result of a jury of their peers, right, right, telling them that what they did was wrong and why it was wrong and how they can make good to society for that, as opposed to some stuffy adults, right, that just tell them you shouldn't do drugs, you know. Right. So big difference. So that that's great. So you mentioned that you have teen attorneys, and there's so there's. Uh, there's not a teen judge. Is there a real judge or a teen judge? So we have volunteer judges. Okay. Um, we currently have um, Mark Corton is one of our our judges. Um, so he fills in for us as well as Megan Bowen. And Megan Bowen works for the district court. Okay, great. So we have uh, qualified individuals that are overseeing the the event. And then the defense, uh, the defense is teenagers? Yes. So prosecution, all of our attorneys are youth. Um, seventh, seventh grade through 12th grade. Um, so they come in, we, you know, we do train them and so that they're efficient in what they do and questions to ask and be able to prosecute their case just as if it was a normal case. Violation, a normal crime. It's a crime. Right. right. You're being tried for innocent until proven guilty, but you're being tried for a crime at that point. Sure. Um, in a professional setting. So this and that's real important. And the reason we're still talking about this is because this does relate back to COVID, right? Yes. The idea is that um, the program was really difficult. 
or you're bringing it back now as a result. And so you need some teen attorneys. How, well, how can we, how can this program, how can the community help you get teen court back up and running? So any youth that is wanting to participate as a youth attorney, we have an application on our website. Once we get that application, we'll make contact um, and get you all the information that you need and so that you can participate um, and come in. We do trainings the first Monday of every month. Um, and then we, and we do that regularly. So it's the first Monday of every month that we do trainings, but we also work with the youth just regularly throughout the month because we hold teen court on Mondays. Okay. So that's carlsbadcoalition.com. So if you want to get involved in teen court or moms and grandmas out there, you want to get your grandson or your son or daughter involved in teen court, go to carlsbadcoalition.com. Uh, it sounds like a great, a great opportunity for people to learn about law to help um, peer pressure their peers, their friends to not do drugs. Yes. Right. And to really, I think it's just probably a great way to get to know people. And I think that in, in light of COVID and everybody being locked in their house for so long, I mean, I think you should be looking for any opportunity to try to get to know people, right. To, to be, to be in a setting to where you're, you're social again. Um, you know, I, I volunteered a little bit at Alta Vista middle school. I did a little substitute teaching at Alta Vista middle school and I could just see the effect of the young people, um, just not really having a lot of social stuff for two years, right? right? No real adults outside of their parents for two years, right. you know, and they need that type of thing. So uh, teen court was hurt because of COVID, but so was everything else. We have, how many teen attorneys are we looking for total? So currently we have five. Um, I just believe we got five more applications, but we're always looking for youth attorneys. We're always looking for volunteers for judges. So there's no rhyme or reason for anything that you have to be so certified in to be a youth. So there's no no qualifications to be a, a youth judge. You just have to be sure. a passionate community member. Definitely. Okay. Um, if you're look, if somebody's looking to maybe get into that, we're looking to do a rotation schedule, so it's not every single Monday. But the flip side of that would be that um, you're you can just. The kids look forward to it. They like the feedback. They like to be able to engage with somebody that's willing to put the time and effort into the kids and be able to basically learn with the kids. Right. That's great. That's excellent. So um, let's talk about it, just one more. Th just one more thing about COVID, and then we'll sure. then we'll be done with this thing. So uh, you guys were able to hold your first concert. What was the first event you were able to hold once um, once COVID is essentially done for us so i think our first big concert would have been um we tacked on with cat from main street mm -hmm. and she did the firefighter combat challenge last i believe august and we ended up doing a concert for the youth it was we brought in dj overcomer who tells his basically tells his story through his music and the things that he's overcome in life and where it's led him and you know everything that he's gone through and um it was just a great event for the youth they they really enjoyed it we provided food and snacks and games and they we had the concert but of course we had things like cornhole and axe throwing and things like that so it just provided a safe alternative for the youth away from things and gives kind of the parents a break and no and I guess a peace of mind knowing that their kids are in a safe safe space actually having fun. 
Right. So DJ Overcomer, I guess, as his name states, right? He had to overcome sure. some pretty, you know, some pretty maybe not smart decisions when he was younger. Sure. Right. And is now as an adult trying to impart that knowledge upon upon the young people as well as the coalition to not do what he did. Right. Sure. Let's let's get to them before they have to correct their life later. Right. So I have not heard uh, DJ Overcomer yet, but I do know that he is performing at Cavern Fest. Yes. And I will make sure to be there to listen to his story at that point. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Matter of fact, I'd like him on my on this community forum show, Samantha, so I need your help making that happen for me, okay? Sure. Can, can you help me with that? Yeah. I'd love to hear his story. I'd love to share his story. Yes. Okay? Let's um let's continue on just a little bit. Let's go to the ne- the next question that I have for you is, you know, the coalition getting started again. We're we're, we're you know, we're, we're we're ramping back back up after COVID. So, give me a couple of strategies. What are what are like two new things that you guys are or restarting? So one is going to be our parents in action group. Our parents in action group, we do have one on Facebook. We have a private group on Facebook that we only allow parents, grandparents, things like that in. Um, and we also do presentations. We do what we call parent presentations. Those parent presentations go into detail of current trends that you may not be aware of. Um, things like stash compartments that your youth may have access to that you didn't even know was a thing. Um, and just keeping you up to date on things. So we're looking forward to doing one every month. Um, and just getting the knowledge out there for parents to be aware of things and, and different ways to talk to your kids to be up to date on how to communicate that with them. And then our second one would be um, our youth council, our teens in action. Um, Our teens in action is a council based on youth. Um, So they are the ones that, you know, give us ideas on different events that they would like to do to keep youth engaged and away from the drugs and alcohol and different, just different things that they're seeing amongst the schools, amongst their peers, um, and just trying to make a safer, safer community for not only themselves, but those around them. Okay. So teens in action, that's a Facebook page, uh, here in Carlsbad parents in action, a private Facebook page just for parents. And then you mentioned something else that's just for parents. And what you told me, you mentioned something about a stash trailer. So why don't you, what, what is a stash trailer? So that we do, um, that's also part of our parent presentations. We can come in, um, and we basically set up a room with different stash compartments um, that you may not realize are a stash compartment that your youth has, whether it's things that look like drinks or hats or whatever. There's a variety of things, but the thing is, is your kids have access to these. Um, Amazon, there's no age restriction. They can get on there and just purchase these things. Um, So we do a really cool presentation for parents, um, grandparents, whether that, I mean, we're, we're even willing to go to businesses and do presentations at businesses to make, you know, share the awareness of things that you just may not realize is something that holds your alcohol or your drugs or just anything that maybe your kids should not have access to. Right. So, um, so can my teenager go in there and see where all the drugs are stashed? No. So we restrict that to 21 and over. Okay. So you have to be 21 and over um, to be able to 
to participate in that. You've been to the stash trailer. You've been inside of it. You've seen it. Yes. Yeah. Can you give me an idea of like one of the most obscure places? I mean, without giving it away too much or you can give it away, but like what's like the most obscure place? Like give me an example of like a place that nobody would ever think of within like a bedroom or something. Or a- um, More or less something as simple as maybe like a tanning lotion bottle. Wow. Because you can buy the resellable tabs for those. So, I mean, it's just, there's so many out there that, like I said, the kids have access to because there's no age restriction on them. Right. So that's important for parents to know because you want to, when you, when you suspect that your teenager or your friend's teenager or any young person may be getting involved in alcohol or drugs uh, before they're allowed to, you know, uh, you're Definitely. allowed to get involved in, in some of it when you're 21. Um, but there's a lot of illegal stuff forever. But so if they're getting involved early, that's what's important. You identify it early and you get them help early. Um, and the, and the uh, Carlsbad Anti-Drug and Anti-Gang Coalition can help you with that as a parent as well. Definitely. And I think, too, just being aware of what your kids, what social media access they have, because there's a lot of trends. TikTok is a big one right now. The kids, TikTok's all the rave, and the kids see all these TikTok trends that there's no age restriction on TikTok, so they can follow anything and everything. And Right. I, I, I mean, I'm, no one's immune to this stuff either. I mean, adult or a child. I've, sure. Anybody, and you just watch out for this, parents. If you don't know this, I'm going to tell you right now. I've literally had somebody direct DM me, direct message me on Instagram, offering to sell me marijuana. And they didn't even live in state. They're going to mail it to me. They then wanted me to, they said, oh, if you have Bitcoin, I can send you this marijuana. So just so you know that this stuff is out there. And there are people out there that are approaching your kids and their direct messages because they feel like it's a profit there and they don't care about the effects that it has on you or your family, right? It's way, way easy to get this. It's when text messaging was really popular. I was a young man and I had to learn what LOL meant. I had to learn what all these little acronyms meant, right? Now we all seem to know what they are, right? right. We've all learned that over time, but that was new to me when I was 25, you know, or 24, 25, right? right? Your teenagers are going to be propositioned for drugs online, right? Not necessarily just in person, but also online. So this is something that I think that every parent needs to be aware of. And, and Samantha, you can co-sign what I'm saying right now. Definitely, definitely. It, it Chances are it's going to happen. And so you parents need to be aware of that um, and just be involved to make sure that that at least your children or your grandchildren can have your, have your ear if something like that does happen. Definitely. Right? So let's go ahead and move on a little bit um, to the next question. So what... Um, now, I know that the Carlsbad Police Department is heavily involved with what you guys do as well. The Carlsbad Police Department. You guys assist the Carlsbad Police Department is what I'm getting at at this point. So how do sure. you assist the Carlsbad Police Department? And you mentioned one already at the beginning. You talked about canine programs. Yes. So we assisted them last year in um, getting new canines um, for the legalization of the marijuana. So the canines that they had formerly had actually had to go to other departments um, so that they can be used for what they were trained for because once they're trained, obviously they can't be untrained. Um, and so we assisted them in getting new drug dogs, which was a great a great promotion throughout the community because the community was huge into that. Um, our youth council, our Teens in Action, was a huge part of that. Um, and so we assist them in, in funding f- for those types of things um, to be able to provide basically a safer community because they have that ability to do seizures. Um, we 
though I don't know if you follow them, if you don't, they're a great resource. They post constantly of seizures that they take in the community off of the Pecos Drug, I'm sorry, Pecos Valley Drug Task Force. They're another one that they will post constantly of what our canines are doing in the community. Um, so we saw the funding for the current canines that we do have. Um, and we work really closely with the police department on a lot of things. Um, for example, we do the drug take back. Um, we work closely with them on drug take back. So drug take back is always held with our household hazardous waste day. Okay. Um, so they can bring in prescription drugs that may be expired or they're just not taking anymore and dispose of them properly. They can bring in a lot of them will have like insulin needles. They can bring those and dispose of those properly. Um, you don't have to just wait for drug take back um, because the police department also has a drop box mm-hmm. in the the lobby that you can oh. you can take them in and you know just drop them off. Excellent. So we don't have really that much more time left. So that really that really flew by actually. So yeah. but I want to get a couple of other things in there. So sure. you mentioned something about raising money for the canine program. Um, we'll get we'll get to how people can donate beyond volunteering. Uh, in a moment, but let's talk about some of the current funding and some of the important organizations in town or in the, within the state that, that help us. Let's, let's shout out to some, some organizations that help you guys fund, get funded. So a lot of our funding comes from the state of New Mexico office of substance abuse and prevention. Um, we were often refer to that as OSAP, um, the New Mexico department of health, the city of Carlsbad County of Eddie and several local, um, and foundation, donations come across um just depending on what we have going on and basically what what events we have going on we have several funders that assist us in in our youth council they're huge advocates for our youth council so so what if i want to just donate myself what if i want to go directly to the website which so is carlsbadcoalition.com how can i how can i donate there we actually have a paypal link on there um if you want to do that but we're also always looking for volunteers so if you may not have the monetary donations, you can donate time. If you want to come help us with an event or anything that we have going on, we will always take volunteers. Okay. So Samantha Smith, program coordinator with the Carlsbad Community Anti-Drug and Gang Coalition, carlsbadcoalition.com, uh, Parents in Action on Facebook, Teens in Action on Facebook. Go to carlsbadcoalition.com, get involved in teen court. Let's help keep these drugs um, out of our out of the young people's hands in this community. And let's just continue to do our best to make sure the young people here get to thrive. So again, Samantha, thank you very much for coming on community forum. Thank you for having me. All right.